0: confession time. I have been coming on to Entrepreneurs Get Visible for months and telling you that eventually I would give full focus to Instagram, even though to date it has not been my platform of preference. Well, the time has come. I have now spent eight full days going all out on learning Instagram and implementing on Instagram. And my findings have been really interesting. So I was at a point where my account, I had approximately 3,000 followers, and I was following about 3,000 people. I'm right at the start of this journey, and that's why I think you might find this episode particularly interesting. So recently, I had as a guest on this show, Maggie Collette, who I had taken part in one of her trainings, and it had been really insightful and just gave me that kick up the bum to get over the hill with focusing on Instagram. I also knew that if I was going to do this, I wanted to go all out and understand it rather than trying to pass it on to another member of the team when I don't understand how to create the right kind of content. So I wanted to get deep in how this works and why. I will be honest and say a lot of this was because I have FOMO, complete fear of missing out when I see many of my peers who have 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 and beyond followers. And I want that swipe up feature that comes when you hit 10,000 people. I'll also then be going hard at trying to get the verified tick, but I'll come back and talk to you about that when I get there. So I have been taking back control of Instagram. And after only eight days, I want to share with you the things that I've done to feel much more in control and knowledgeable. So I'm now eight days later. I've got less than 3000 followers now, but that's been deliberate. But I'm naturally seeing new and the right kind of people following me. I now have about just under 1,800 people that I am following, and that will drop considerably. So let me share with you what's happened. My account has gone from feeling like it is tumbleweed, where I'm posting almost for the sake of posting, not really knowing what I'm doing, not really getting any engagement, uh, not really having many DMs on Instagram, which is obvious because I was very, very present over on Facebook and LinkedIn to now people reaching my inbox, making inquiries, clicking my links, following my stories and following my reels, which I'll talk to you about in a moment. So where did I start with this? How have I gone from feeling like it's all tumbleweed to having an account that's now engaging really readily? To put this in context, over the last seven days, my engagement has gone up 780%, which I'm pretty pleased with. So suddenly Instagram becomes a place that is fun to play and not something I was dreading. First of all, I went and looked at the people who were following me, so my followers, and I removed any that looked like they could be bots. So these are ones where they don't have a picture, or they may be following lots of people, but when you click into them, they have done very few posts themselves. So I removed all of those, which at first I will admit was a bit uncomfortable because I was so pleased that I'd finally hit that 3,000 mark. But it wasn't doing me any good having the wrong people following me. I also removed people who are not ideal clients who might well fall into the friends category. So they won't be seeing so much content from me. But I don't want engagement from the wrong people. And that was a big learning for me. If I want my content to reach more of my ideal clients, which is why I'm on social media, I want to make sure it's the right people there so they've got a better chance of engaging. So for example, some friends from school who I haven't seen in donkey's years and aren't close to me, they really aren't going to engage with me about podcast content or visibility. It's just not going to be pertinent to them. So therefore, I would be penalized for the fact that people who follow me aren't engaging. So I removed all anything that could be a bot and I removed accounts that were not the right following for me. And I also removed some family and that kind of thing. Don't tell them. They're probably not listening to this right now. Then what I did is I went over to those that I am following. So a long time ago, I had someone who advised me that the best way for me to get more followers on Instagram was to follow loads and loads of people who... It was clear from their bios or from search terms were in the coaching space who might potentially then be interested in a podcast. So I'd actually outsourced this and followed lots and lots of people over 3,000. So when people looked at my account, they would see that I was following 3,000 and I had 3,000 followers. That doesn't make me look terribly popular. So what we've been doing is actually stripping away slowly because you can only you can only remove a certain amount per day so we have so that we don't get blocked or so that Instagram doesn't think that I am a bot and and pause the account which happened a little while ago slowly removing people who are not the ideal client for me so that will be really stripped back so again when Instagram From an algorithmical point of view, is looking at my account, it sees that I've got more people following me than I am following, and that those who are following me are really engaged with what I'm doing and saying. So, then the next thing, that old chestnut of what do I post and when do I post it? Well, what I started to understand from working with Maggie is that it's actually about creating compelling content that people want to do something with. It's not all about getting likes. In fact, that doesn't actually make much difference to your account on Instagram right now. It is about having content that people either bookmark and save for later or content that people are sharing. So they are wanting to share it with their own audience or that they are engaging with and having a conversation. And what I've seen is a marked difference in putting out content where I was potentially, I don't know, pictures of me, for example, and then I'd put a post because I didn't really know what else to put or how it should work. Suddenly, we're being really strategic. Now, one of the ways I worked out, well, what's compelling content was I looked at 10 different accounts, some similar to mine in my space, some people who are trying to reach a similar audience but have a very different product or service, people whose brand values match mine. I would go and look at what they're doing and I would look on, it was easiest on a desktop actually, look at which of their content has gone viral. So for example, if I looked at a big account who had, let's say, 50,000 followers, and I know that their values are sort of in line with what I'm doing, I could then hover with my mouse over each of the images on their grid, and it would tell me how many comments that each had had, and how many shares. And As a result of this, let's say on average they got 500 comments and then there's a post where suddenly there's something like 2,000. Well, I would know for them, for some reason, that image and the comment that goes alongside it, the post as it were, that has stimulated and engaged their audience. So I know that that's working. So I went and did this for many different accounts. And it took me a couple of days to complete this, actually. But it gave me an overview of what's working, what's not, what I can do in my space, what I can do with my own personality stamp, and what's not working. So I'm very clear now when I look on my own Instagram feed, I can see what isn't working for people and what is and why. So it's a really useful exercise. So that thought of everything I want to do, I either want someone to save it or engage with it. And then I've done this research to see what other people are enjoying on other people's accounts, the things that go viral, just completely changed my content strategy. (laughs) And I'm actually laughing by the phrase content strategy because I'm not sure we had one on Instagram before we were just posting. So I hope that this is really useful to you guys, me being this open about how we're using the platform. So the next thing we did then was previously for hashtags, I had no real idea what they were doing. And so we had we had some hashtags that we would use. We'd sort of see what other people were using from time to time, but I'd sort of make them up. So there was no strategy. What, we, what I did this time around was I've actually created five different hashtags of 30, Different sets using things that are not all podcasting related, not all visibility related, but that my ideal client would be searching for or using themselves quite often as well. So this is really different to me. For example, instead of me putting start a podcast, podcast launch, female podcast, instead of thinking about my work being about podcasting, I'm thinking, no, actually the people I want to reach are the entrepreneurs and coaches and speakers. So what are they using? And I'm basically testing each of those banks of content for a week, seeing which ones work, seeing which ones don't, and those um those banks that I'm using aren't in those hashtags aren't in their millions. They're not huge. In fact, many of them are under 200,000 people who have used those hashtags. So they're really small. Some of them as small as 5000 people who have used a hashtag. And the reason I'm using them is because I want to be able to rank highly. In fact, on the first nine images that are shared on the explore page for that hashtag. And this has made a massive difference because now, because I'm being strategic, I know for each of the hashtags we've used for a week, I can see, well, have we ever showed up in the explore page for that hashtag under recent or for, can't remember what the other column is, top, must be top posts. And so I can see, are we ranking there? Is this getting any impact? Where's the movement? I've also learned to make sure for every post, and my kind of weekly seven-day overall in my insights to look at the insights. Where are the people coming from? Are they coming from my connections or are they coming from the hashtags I'm using? Are they actually going and clicking on those links? And I was so blind to this stuff before, but this has now become an implemented, regimented part of my day. And then the other thing that I've been doing is posting a reel every day. And I can't tell you how much fun this has been. I'd done some reels right at the beginning when reels were really new and then I had so much else going on in the business with various launches. I just hadn't touched it again and I'd almost got that fear of pressing that button. But I saw, knowing that I was going all in with Instagram and knowing how popular reels are, I knew I had to get back on board with it. And this coincided with the wonderful Janet Murray, who has been on this podcast before, hosting a a challenge called Courageous Content for Reels or Something similar, and it just even just watching day one of her challenge just gave me the the rocket fuel to just crack on and get on with it and be really strategic, and that's been fascinating and fun actually. So I would say on average they're taking me thirty to forty five minutes per day. That will get quicker, but they're a lot of fun, and I'm getting so many views, so many views, so much engagement. Not even people necessarily commenting on that video, but messaging me to say they really liked the video, or just generally letting me know that they're enjoying my content this week, and just feeling much more fun and free with it. So what's happened as a result of those reels is that my content, you know, it's been I've had growth of 780% over the engagement I was having previously. And it's been really fun too. And it's really reinvigorated me in how I'm using Instagram. And I can already see that going from that place where it was like tumbleweed to feeling engaged, being present every day, suddenly I feel I'm part of a conversation which was really lacking for me before. I've also stepped up my stories every day, making sure I post at least one, if not two or three stories, keeping those a bit more fun and a bit lighthearted and then occasionally throwing in some businessy stuff. And that's been interesting too, because I'm an audio girl, in case you haven't noticed. Sometimes I can't be bothered to take a photograph, can't be bothered to take a video. I've got too much to do when I've got a list of all the activities in the business. But by prioritizing that for the next quarter, Instagram matters and it comes first, it's been a massive shift in the engagement and the growth. So I'm looking forward to seeing where I am in 11 weeks' time. And I'm pretty certain that I won't be dropping this platform. So I hope that this has really helped. I've been really honest with you about what's gone on for us with Instagram previously. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. So if you know, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love you to share it with someone who needs to hear it today. And if you want to reach out to me and tell me about your Instagram woes, then get in touch and I'd love to hear how you're doing. Take care. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash getvisible.